0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning. My name is Bishop Polson, and it is really wonderful to be with you all again uh, today and for this very important day in the life of our church calendar. Um, You know, I've been been thinking for a little while now, um, wondering how long I continue to be the new bishop. And I think what I've decided is that, that I'm no longer the new bishop because I'm starting to get to places for the second time, uh, right? So, this is now my second time to be with you. I was here almost exactly a year ago. Uh, this is my second time with you here at Christ Church. So, I, I think this means that uh, I'm no longer the new bishop, which is good. It's nice to be new for a little while, but it's nice not to be new after a certain point. Uh, and I'm, I'm so grateful to be with you all today uh, and excited to be with you all today. Uh, Christ Church is a, just a wonderful, wonderful Christian community, and uh, you do such good work in the community beyond, and you do such good work uh, forming disciples of Jesus uh, here Um, and I'm grateful for both of those things. Those are a couple of the most important aspects of the life of a church, uh, to be forming disciples of all ages and to be making a difference in the wider uh, community. You all do both those things exceptionally well. Uh, You are surely, I think, one of our most vital uh, congregations. Congregational vitality is a, a huge emphasis of mine, and you all do that very well. So, I'm grateful to Father Everett, uh, grateful to Justin and to Bill and to uh, all of your wonderful uh, staff and volunteers, uh, grateful to each and every one of you for the way in which you live out your faith. Uh, and I'm excited uh, to be here on this particular day, uh, Christ the King. So, I have some uh, some thoughts to share with us on this particular day. So, as, as I think we probably realize Uh, Next Sunday, a week from today, we begin a new liturgical year with the first Sunday of Advent. But today, this last Sunday of the church year, we always celebrate the Feast of Christ the King. What does the image of Christ as King mean to you? As Americans in a system of representative government... We don't tend to think much about kings or kingship, apart from entertainment, at least. And when we do think about royalty, we tend to lump royalty in with our sort of general notion of celebrity, don't we? It was remarkable to me, for example, to see how much interest there was recently in the death of Queen Elizabeth. But today's feast reminds us that we are all subjects to a king, though not an earthly one. Christ is our King with authority over each one of us, whether we recognize that authority or not. And yet Christ's kingship is an altogether different kind of authority than the authority we see exercised by most human rulers, royal or otherwise. Most leaders, let's be frank, disappoint us from time to time, even those leaders whom we support. And those with the most power tend to disappoint us the most. They grasp at power too readily or use that power unwisely. They are too easily influenced by interest groups or corrupted by greed. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, as the saying goes. Human beings, each and every one of us, we are flawed creatures, as we know, and those flaws show up more easily in the bright light of followers' attention. Even our very best human leaders, our favorite presidents and politicians, community leaders, priests… And yes, bishops, will let us down at some point. If I haven't let you down yet, just give it time. I'm sure I will. But Christ, Christ was and is a radically different kind of leader, compassionate but utterly reliable supremely powerful and genuinely humble, a king and a servant, God who made the universe but gave himself up to a humiliating death on the cross, the Lord of lords yet born in a stable. This is our king. And yet God's kingdom made real in Jesus, is not yet complete, however fervently we wish it were, until He comes again. For even though we know that Christ, the servant King, has won for us the victory through the cross, still we look around in vain sometimes for the results of that triumph. Wars, Disease, hunger, inflation, partisan divides. The kingdom of God seems a distant hope in the midst of our troubled world. Now, we know that Christ has turned the tide, that evil will be defeated by good and death overcome by love and life. The pendulum has begun its descent. God's decisive blow has been struck. But like an animal with a deadly wound, evil thrashes about with seemingly limitless strength. The kingdom of God is coming, but why so slowly? There are no answers to the question, when will God's kingdom be completed here on earth? And yet we continue to pray daily for it, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. But how are we to act in the meanwhile as we wait for the fulfillment that has been promised us? Well, I'd like to challenge us all today, myself included, to live as if we actually believe that Christ is our King, not as a vague and distant doctrine that passes briefly across our attention once a year, but as a belief that we hold by faith and grace, a belief that we strive to live by. Because my friends, here's the thing, here's the thing. If Christ is our King, no one else is. There's only room for one King on a throne. And that means that no politician, or celebrity, or sports hero, or business leader, or bishop, or priest is our king. For human kings destroy and scatter the sheep, as the prophet Jeremiah reminds us. Human nations make much ado, and human kingdoms are shaken. And of course, the king we most need to turn away from is ourself, for we desire nothing more than to be lord over ourselves and to control who and what is around us. If Christ is our king, there can be no other. If Christ is our king... We are called to order our lives in obedience to Him. A king does not ask for our kind regards, our polite deference, our support, or our vote. A king demands allegiance. And so, if Christ is our King, we will listen to Him in daily prayer and seek out His guidance in Scripture study on our own and with our fellow Christians. We will seek to pattern our lives after Jesus' example and teachings, however difficult. We will heed His commands, especially the command to love God and our neighbor. If Christ is our King, we will forgive those who have hurt or offended us as Christ gives us the grace to do so. He forgave those who killed Him as He died on the cross and gave a place in paradise to the criminal who repented. If Christ is indeed our King, we cannot hold on to the petty grudges, jealousies, and the partisan outrage that give us so much poisonous satisfaction. And most important of all, my friends, if Christ is our King, we need not fear anything, anything at all. For He has fought our battles, and still does, He has died on the battlefield, not as one of those pompous and fearful kings far behind his own soldiers, but leading the charge. Christ has, in his death and resurrection, defeated death, winning eternal life for those who believe. And he has destroyed sin, forgiving us for all our sins and offenses if we truly repent. By His grace, we have, through this good and gracious King, all that we need in this life and in the kingdom that is being fulfilled. We need not depend on ourselves or on any human leader, for God is on our side, not just individually but collectively as the church. We have nothing to fear, for we follow a righteous branch from the tree of David, who leads with justice and righteousness. And we know how the story ends, with heavens and a new earth. With Christ as our King. We in the Diocese of Oklahoma and here at Christ Church do have a role to play in God's plan. At our best, our ministries are kingdom work, doing our small part to help heal this broken world. And for this work, God has already given us everything we need. My friends, the kingdom is here already in Jesus Christ. It is with us and in us if we would but see it. Jesus will come again, and the kingdom will be completed and its final work done. But until that time, God relies on us. All we need do is follow Him, our Savior and our King. Amen.